Welcome to the Brian Thomas Crop Podcast. My name is Brian Thomas Crop, and I believe that stories have a tremendous power for good, so I write them and I enjoy sharing them with you. If you are new to the podcast, uh, what happens here is uh, I read a chapter out of a book that I've written and then talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff going on in there. Uh, Many times uh, you get asked the question of where do your ideas come from or how do you write a story? And so hopefully some of that gets answered. To be frank, it's still a mystery to me uh, just a little bit, Um, but it's fun to do and I enjoy getting to share the stories with you. So I'm glad that you are here. We've been in uh, my first novel called Showdown in the Yukon. Uh, You can pick up your own paperback copy or Kindle copy at Amazon. And I would enjoy for you to be able to read along with us on uh, this journey through the Yukon. Um, But uh, we will get to chapter 11 in the book and then my commentary on the other side right after we hear from this week's sponsors. Chapter 11 His stomach tightened even more once the picture had become a reality. Standing on the main deck of a ship called the White Lion, Monterey gripped the railing with paper-white knuckles. He closed his eyes and tried to ignore the rolling action of the ship. By sheer force of will, he focused his thoughts on the day spent in San Lucas. After lunch and the revelation of the secret door into the house, Thomas played the grandest of hosts parading the more excellent points of San Lucas in front of his guests. He took the finches to dress shops and outfitted them with crisp new frocks for the voyage. He took Mac and Monterey to the general store to get loaded up with tools, ropes, and other pieces of kit that might serve them well once they arrived safely in the Northwestern Territory. They ate a sumptuous dinner of fresh ocean fish, followed by a glass of thick chocolate that put a smile on Monterey's face a mile wide. Afterward, they were escorted to a veranda overlooking the tranquil ocean and watched the sun make its majestic dip below the horizon. Monterey remembered the strength of color he saw in that sunset. Simply marvelous. He knew it was the same sun everywhere, but there was something he found more grand, more restful, more personal about seeing a sunset by the ocean. That night, Monterey enjoyed, just as Thomas had predicted, the best night of sleep he ever had. The sound of the rolling and rhythmic waves rolled him to the place where dreams live. Now all Monterey could feel was the uneven up and down rocking of the ship as its wind-filled sails pulled it onward. There was a ball the size of his fist sitting somewhere below his ribcage causing him no end of grief. He did not want to get sick on the first day. Neither Mrs. Finch nor Lucy felt the least bit queasy, and with all their opinions of him, he did not want to seem weak. But, oh, how much better he would feel if he let that lead ball in his stomach out. Chew on this, Max said, passing Monterey a gnarled, stubby stick. What is it? Monterey managed. Ginger root. It'll calm your stomach. Monterey took the gift and bit off one end. There was spice in it, which hurt his mouth and made him burp. Good. You're getting your color back, Max said after a few minutes. In another few days, you'll have your sea legs and you'll be as right as rain. I suppose it's too late to go home, Monterey asked. Why ever would you say that, Max said, his face the picture of confusion. Why, we haven't even done one percent of what we set out to do. 
But my life wasn't threatened before you found me. The ground beneath my feet was solid. Bandits didn't hold me prisoner. Death wasn't around every corner. It wasn't much, but it was something I could build on. Ah, see, said Mac, and he stared out at the vast blue water for a moment. I never told you what happened to me after Sacramento, did I? Monterey stared straight ahead. Well, not only did I, like you, decide to leave my outlaw lifestyle, but I also found a higher purpose for my life generally. Mac placed both of his forearms on the rail. As he spoke, it was as if he could see everything in his story play out again, like a tableau, right out on the ocean. California seemed like it desperately wanted me in jail, so I made my way up to Oregon. I ran into an older gentleman. He must have been three score and some odd years old then. It was harvest time and he needed some labor. As you might suspect, I'm quite unaccustomed to encouraging calluses on my hands. I've tried to avoid it whenever possible, but I thought it might do me some good. Back to the foundations of life, as it were, if I was serious about changing toward a more noble character. As it happened, I was not very good at my new chosen way of life. Not at first, anyway. This old man's expectation of his hired hands was not that we did our work flawlessly, but that we improved daily. The way he figured it, he was providing food, housing, and pay. The least we could do was make something out of that investment. Something, as you would say, we could build on. I tell you, every week was torture. I would sweat through my clothes. My body ached all the time. Sleep eluded me. There was no way I could describe the desire I had to run away and fall back into petty crime. It pained me to do the work. Literally, pained me. Put a tightness right here. He placed his fist over Monterey's heart. Monterey closed his eyes and willed the ball in his stomach to stay down there. But I knew, Monterey continued, I knew I wanted to be different. I just was so bad at being different than I was. I tried. I tried like I have never tried anything, but one night I figured I'd had enough. I decided regardless of this man's endless patience and kindness to me, I was going to run out on him, dishonor my commitment, and seek employment elsewhere. I also figured I would need walking around money, so I made a few of the more exceptional items of the house my personal property without permission. I had placed my hand on the door when I hear him clear his throat behind me. I turn to face him. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I tell you, it felt just like every other time I've been nose to nose with the law. Just like. He takes a step towards me and he says, If you want to leave, I'll not stop you. But if you want to make something of yourself, really make something of yourself, you won't find it on the run. You'll only find it by the sweat of your brow and the honesty of your word. I'll tell you, Monterey, I was cut to the quick. His words stuck like daggers to my heart. But... I wish I had acted differently, but I turned that doorknob and I walked out. But even as I'm leaving, the man stops me a second time and says, I know you picked up some of my fineries. I stopped dead in my tracks. He said, but you forgot the best thing. I wanted to give you this as well. At this, Mac pulled a medallion from under his shirt. It was attached to a chain around his neck. The medallion had the imprint of a horse in full gallop. He says, my father gave this to me when he stopped calling me a boy and started calling me a man. He said if I wore out after the first sign of pain, how was I ever going to manage true hardship? You see, he was calling me forward, out of my old ways and into a new way. 
the way of men. That's what I'm calling you to, Max Sutherland. He placed the chain over my neck, and I've worn it ever since. He looked hard into the eyes of Monterey as he tucked the medallion back in his shirt. I'm making the same challenge to you, my young friend. You can get stuck thinking life's too hard, or you can get honest with yourself and do the hard work of being a man. Monterey swallowed down another burp from the ginger root. But you still walked away. Max stood up straight and stared out at the ocean. I did no such thing. I'm proud to say I stayed. I returned what I stole. I fulfilled my commitment to my boss. I'm proud to say that experience, that crucible, was the best thing that ever happened to me. I want you to hear me clearly, he said, tapping the rail with his finger. This right here, helping people like these ladies, this is my work in the world. This is how I say I'm sorry for all the crimes I've committed. And what I know about you, Jack Danvers, and what I've seen so far, is you don't have a calling. Yes, I came out of my way to find you. Because I was working that man's land, I knew you would end up like me if I didn't do something. I'm saying if you run from this chance to do something good with your abilities, you might keep running the rest of your life. Most likely, you'll end up doing more pickpocketing, and we both know where that life leads. However, if you stay with me and help these women, as uncomfortable as it might get, I think you'll see that more grandeur and flavor exist to live in than you know. I also think you'll experience the kind of change you want but don't think is possible. Monterey swallowed hard to keep his stomach down. You think, if I go to the Yukon with you and finish this job, I'll be a man? The whole thing sounded laughable. I'm saying, your Colin is in pursuit of you. I saw it as soon as I laid eyes on you in that shabby lobby. You are moving toward the light. Don't move away from it. Monterey stared back over the endless ocean. The ball in his stomach grew bigger and heavier with each heave of the ship. Far off in the distance, a collection of dark clouds gathered and grew darker. What's that? he pointed. Looks to be a storm, Max said. This time of year we're bound to see a few on the way north. That was a nice story, Monterey said after a long silence. I'm so happy for you. The knot in Monterey's stomach cramped again. He took a big bite of ginger root and wondered if there was going to be enough of it to survive this adventure. So as it happens, there's a lot going on in this uh, chapter that uh, only I know about, but you're about to. Um, first of all, this uh, chapter has a bit of a controversy uh, between uh, me and my wife, not like a huge controversy, but um, there's a chapter coming up in just a little bit that um, introduces an element that uh, puts some of the uh, the world building, I guess, of this in uh, to some kind of question, and so it forced this particular chapter to have uh, the feel that it has when a couple of uh, folks read it, and there was a question about reality, uh, which I can explain more uh, when we get to uh, that particular chapter. But in um, in a previous draft, uh, now lost to us, of this book, there um, the the conversation between Mac and Monterey uh, had a much more overtly religious uh, feel about it, and um, 
it was a spot where we would discover that Mac had actually uh, left his life of crime and turned uh, to Christ as his savior and was encouraging Monterey to do the same. Um, because I think anytime you hit um, such a reversal of life, something really significant happened. And most of the time, if that kind of reversal has happened, um, you had some spiritual help and Jesus has moved in and has done some work in transforming uh, your heart and moving it in a direction that is more fitting of his ways than your uh, self-destructive ways. Um, and so I stole a scene, I guess, sort of from uh, another classical book called Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, where the, uh, well, I guess, it's sort of a soap opera, but there's a central figure uh, named Jean Valjean who is a thief at the beginning of the book. His family is so poor that he steals some bread out of somebody else's house. He gets caught and then he's sent away to prison uh, to pay off his debt or just to pay off the crime. And then he gets let out. And one of the first things he does is he ends up at the house of a priest, a Catholic priest, and um, he sees all the nice things at the, the priest's house and he steals some of the, the stuff on his way out. And again, he gets picked up because he's got stuff on him that says, I'm an ex-prisoner, and um, it finds out he gets taken back to the, um, uh, to the Catholic priest to say like, did this guy stay with you? And I, I guess Jean Valjean had told some kind of story like, no, 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 I stayed with this guy, it's totally cool. So he came back to the priest like, um, this thief, did he actually stay at your house? And did he take these things from you? And the priest had every right to say, yes, he stole from me and give me my stuff back. And instead he uh, takes some of the nicer things that Jean Valjean didn't take and hands that to him and says, hey, you forgot to take these too. I meant you to take these as well. And just this kindness. Uh, but then to say to Jean Valjean, um, you know, don't take this lightly um, in, in a sense. Um, uh, I have done you a kindness. Now you need to pay that forward and live your life differently. And in, in a way, it's kind of a, a weak salvation scene in Les Miserables. But you're, he's essentially saying, I'm now claiming your life for Christ and you need to, to change. And Jean Valjean does. And a lot of the rest of uh, the, the book of Les Miserables is him living a more righteous life and trying to help people do that as well. So this was sort of my um, uh, shorthanded and probably weak attempt at that kind of scene for Mac, that someone really can experience that kind of transformation. Uh, but other small Easter eggs in there that almost no one would know, uh, particularly if you're uh, listening to this, because the boat or the ship uh, is called the White Lion. And in the book, it's the lion is spelled L-Y-O-N. And that's a nod to uh, the county where my hometown is from in Kansas. It's Lyon County and it's spelled with a Y. Also, I get seasick and car sick like nobody's business. So uh, just to be able to have a character that sympathizes with that in Monterey as he's lurching up and down in the boat, uh, long time ago now, but uh, my wife and I took a trip to Hawaii and I, I've always wanted to see a whale. And there was a ship that would take you out on a tour cruise to go see whales. 
and of course we didn't see any and i thought well i'll i'll survive it'll be fine it'll be totally fine it was totally not fine i, I laid down most of the trip but they had handed out for uh getting uh over seasickness these uh, ginger root caplets that you would swallow they did no good but i've heard that it does some good and i thought well maybe in the case of monterey it can help him out just a little bit um but that's sort of what's going on there and uh i hope you enjoyed this chapter again we'll, we'll get to uh in about two or three chapters from now uh there's a there is a realm that gets brought in that's kind of the launching pad of this larger series of which this is book one and i'm busily trying to finish book two um but that it, it kind of changed uh, some of the dynamics of this scene but i hope that uh, if you are are struggling and trying to figure out well how do i make life uh, work and it's not working uh, that you would uh, seek out jesus and uh, he really can provide some of the transformation uh, that you are looking for and you would find a healthy church that would be able to uh, help you uh, grow and move in that direction. If you happen to be in the Fort Worth area, I can only recommend my church. Uh, it's uh, Hope Church, and uh, it's at the corner of Beach Street and I-30, and I would encourage you to check that out if you're trying to get um, some growth and moving away from old patterns of life and into better patterns of life. Uh, but that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. I would encourage you, if you haven't yet, uh, uh, go ahead and grab a copy of Showdown in the Yukon. You can read along with us or you can read ahead. That is also fair game. I would also ask that you uh, leave this show a rating and review on the places where you listen to this as well as on Amazon for the book. If you leave that a rating and review as well, that would be a help. Also, if you'd like to jump in on uh, my reader group, you can swing over uh, to brianthomascrop.com and you can uh, sign up there. I've got some treats for you if you do. And until next time, I hope you have a great week.